Welcome to Cinemocracy. Uh, my name's Josh. I don't normally introduce myself, but hey, my name's Josh, if you cared. I'm sure you don't. <laughs> um, this is a show where I put polls up on Discord for people to vote on what movie I should watch, and then whichever one wins, I watch it, and then I talk about it here on this short podcast. And that's it. Very simple. This time, the movie that won is called Duel. I did a smaller poll this time, just five movies. Once again, another crunch round. And yeah, this one uh, had some close competition going on for a while. Things kind of swayed back and forth. Swamp Thing was in the lead for a while. Uh, then Critters and House of a Thousand Corpses overtook it. And then Duel just shot right up there to the top and ended up winning with 15 votes, five more than the second place won, which honestly I wasn't really expecting. I'm not sure how many people who voted have actually seen this movie. In fact, all five of the movies on this poll are pretty obscure. I'm actually shocked the lowest vote getter was Fright Night, and that's like a movie I thought of all of these was maybe the most well-known, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Anyway, Duel is notable because it is, and this might be why people voted on it, because they might have just seen the director. It's the very first movie from the one and only Steven Spielberg, maybe the most famous director of all time. Uh, this movie came out in 1971, and it actually originated as a television movie. So it originally aired on television in in November of 1971, and then because of its success, uh, Universal Pictures asked Spielberg to turn it into a feature-length movie, so originally it was only uh, 74 minutes, and then they gave Spielberg more budget to film more scenes to add into the movie, so he took the existing movie, filmed some new stuff, added it in, brought it up to 90 minutes, and it was released theatrically, and I, I don't know if that, I'm guessing that was probably probably in 72 that it was released theatrically. It doesn't say here on Wikipedia, but interesting trajectory for a movie. Uh, I hadn't really even heard of this movie, I think, before I started doing this project where I started making like my big list of all these movies that I'm kind of pulling from to make the polls. But I was intrigued by the fact that it's Spielberg's first movie and it's pretty well reviewed and it looks like kind of this gritty genre movie. So that's kind of interesting for him since he obviously went on to do, you know, a bunch of big kind of family friendly adventures in the first leg of his career, then on to do sort of like serious dramas and stuff and then kind of going back and forth mostly between those two things. But this looks different from either of those types of movies. And yeah, um, shout out to my friend Jeff, who when he saw this movie on the polls originally kept advocating for it because it's something he saw to young age and thought was very memorable, had kind of a funny story about uh, how he came across it originally. I won't tell that story here. If you want to hear it, join our Discord and you can ask him. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested in what this movie has to offer. I'm not really sure what to expect. It seems like a fairly focused movie, like it takes place almost entirely on the road from what I can tell. So yeah, I'm going to watch it and I'll be back and I'll talk about it. And I'm back. And yeah, wow, um, 
What a movie. That was a uh, that was really crazy. I liked that a lot. Super simple setup. Dennis Weaver is the main actor. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. Apparently, he was on some TV shows, some popular shows in like the 50s through the 70s, a Gunsmoke and McLeod. Apparently, he was also in Orson Welles' Touch of Evil, which I haven't seen but need to. But yeah, I don't think I've seen him in anything, at least that I can think of. But he's so good in this movie. And uh, he plays just like a businessman who is driving to a business meeting and his drive is taking place mostly through like the deserts of California I think so very kind of out in the middle of nowhere with basically only occasional like small rest stops every like several miles and uh, right at the beginning of the movie like it, it really doesn't take much time for the plot to kick off like this movie has a very simple premise it gets into it right away and then we are with that premise throughout the whole movie he comes up behind this big kind of beat up looking truck that says flammable on it and it's giving off this really like disgusting looking black smoke out of its top exhaust pipe and driving very slowly. So he ends up behind this truck. The smoke is making him gag. So he's just like, all right, obviously I'm just going to pass this guy. So he does. No big deal. He's not an asshole about it. He signals even like he he does everything he should do. It's an extremely innocent move on his part, which is funny because when I saw like the plot of this movie before seeing it, I assumed that this character was going to be like an asshole and that he was going to sort of maybe not deserve what happened, but that he was going to do something stupid to kind of anger this guy into wanting to retaliate. But that is not what happens. This main character does almost nothing wrong and this truck driver is portrayed as basically I think the implication is that like he's a serial killer um, and that he has done this to a lot of people he just chooses someone to fuck with and then terrorizes them and tries to kill them just as like a sick sadistic game and it's great how the movie kind of teases that out throughout the runtime because originally he passes him nothing really happens but then the truck suddenly you know speeds up and passes him back a little later on and he doesn't think much of it he's just like oh yeah all right fine I guess you want to be in front of me that's fine but then the truck immediately slows down again just slows down to a crawl and so the guy's like well why are you doing this and so he tries to pass again and the truck keeps swerving into the left lane as he's trying to pass like either trying to run him off the road or keep him from passing so he finally does find a way to pass the truck again and that's when shit just like really kicks into high gear the truck driver just starts chasing him at like 80 miles an hour trying to slam into his car basically trying to kill him run him off the road and a lot of things happen from there it's like this really long extended showdown what I really like about it is that this main character he maybe doesn't make the best decision in every scenario but he's thinking like logically and he is considering different courses of action 
action to attempt to navigate this scenario and is very tense because this truck driver is not only a psychopath but very clever and really like is kind of predicting all of this main character's moves intentionally like setting up situations where he knows Dennis Weaver's character is going to try to outsmart him in one way or another and anticipating that and just really fucking with him and terrorizing him and it's really surprisingly compelling it helps one that the movie is extremely well shot and directed for such a simple movie and for 1971 I mean there are probably sequences in other movies that Spielberg has done that maybe kind of harken back to this but to see this style throughout an entire movie is very different for Spielberg and it's really intense and just like perfectly executed the angles that he gets on these driving sequences are kind of just perfect they really wring the tension out of the scenario even though a lot of the movie is kind of the same there are many sequences of the same sort of thing happening the way that he films it always keeps it fresh and always keeps it feeling tense it doesn't like get old doesn't get boring uh, also, like, the use of sound in the movie is really, really well done. Just really thoughtfully considered uses of tense music, but then suddenly, like, moments of just absolute silence or just the car sounds. The way that the movie switches between those things is really crazy, but it works so well to kind of keep you feeling on edge. Another interesting thing about the movie is that we actually get sort of this narration where we get to hear Dennis Weaver's character. I think his name is, yeah, it's David, David Mann. So we get to hear David's thoughts at different points. And these narrations are cool. It's like him kind of logically trying to think his way through how he should deal with these situations. And it's pretty realistic, I think. I mean, it's obviously like the writing itself feels like movie dialogue but the content of what he's saying is written from this very I think audience sensitive perspective because a lot of times movies like this are flawed in that they have the character just doing things that don't seem to make a lot of sense from the audience's perspective so actually giving this main character sort of these soliloquy narrations where you're actually hearing his thought process and his thought process is written from this kind of perspective of what would I do in this situation like imagining sort of what the audience might be thinking and then having us see like this is also what this character is thinking and he's trying to use that information to decide what he should do next. And I love that style of writing. I think that is really smart. It makes it a lot easier to identify with the character and to buy into the premise of what is happening. It doesn't alienate you and make you feel tired of a long sequence of crazy events where maybe you're not like buying exactly what the characters are doing. 
Now, on the other hand, we do not get any look into the intentions of the truck driver. The truck driver does not get a name. We never see his face. And I've read that Spielberg's intent with that was really, you know, make the truck seem like the antagonist more than the driver. Um, I think that's somewhat effective. Personally, I did find myself still thinking about the driver in the truck, even though I didn't see him. I was thinking a lot about, like, what is he thinking now? What is his plan? What's going through his head? Maybe not all the time, but definitely at certain points. So I don't know if I fully ended up just, like, putting the driver out of my mind and only seeing it as this, like, supernatural crazy truck that was going after him, but I still think not showing us the driver was a really effective move in terms of making the situation scarier. Like, not putting a human face on it, and not really giving any hints to personality beyond what we see the driver doing with the truck does make everything feel a lot more scary, cold, just like, sadistic. As for how the movie ends, um, I won't spoil it, but I will say like I was a little worried that maybe it wasn't going to be satisfying, and I think it was. It was a satisfying ending, and yeah, overall, I just really liked the movie. Um, man, there were I, I read like the Wikipedia page for it after I watched it, and there were a couple of facts that I liked. Um, the truck driver is played by this stunt driver. Um, what is his name? Carrie Lofton, and cool thing about him he's done a lot of stuff um stunt driver in a lot of big movies uh, funnily he was the driver of one of the trucks in the movie maximum overdrive which i have seen and is a really uh stupid movie one of the few movies actually directed by stephen king uh a movie where like all of these electronic devices kind of become conscious and just start trying to kill everyone, which somehow includes a bunch of trucks. Anyway, not important, but he is the stunt driver in a truck in that movie, so another murderous truck. Also, he is the driver, apparently, in the movie Christine. Uh, he drives the titular car in that movie, which I haven't seen that movie, but again, another movie with a murderous vehicle. Uh, apparently, he was also a stunt driver in The French Connection, which I did an episode about for cinema democracy there's a long uh very fast car sequence in that movie so i'm gonna assume maybe i'm wrong but i'm gonna assume he was the driver for that sequence and yeah he's done a whole bunch of stuff but uh really impressive driving in this movie considering it's this massive truck like part of the premise that i didn't mention is that like clearly this truck has been very modified and is like souped up and can go way faster than it should be able to go which at first i thought was like like kind of ridiculous but then the movie actually kind of comments on it with uh, the main character's mental narration he's like man this guy must have like souped up his truck or something so they comment on it it makes sense it's plausible that this guy who is probably a serial killer and does this a lot has modified his truck to be a murder machine
Uh, what else is interesting? Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, some of the scenes that got added for the theatrical version uh, very seamlessly put in. I didn't notice. I didn't even know that there were new scenes added until I read about it afterwards. And they didn't feel out of place at all. I Like, I definitely didn't notice that anything felt like it had been inserted or anything. Although, apparently, they didn't have the same truck from the original shoot. So, they had to use a different truck, which was, like, a just slightly different model. And they had to like aesthetically make it look the same by weathering it again and just trying to make it look as identical to the original one as possible and they did a good job I did not notice although apparently if you pay attention there are like some slight feature changes that you can notice but I definitely wasn't looking for that I'm not a not a truck guy The other thing for the theatrical movie is they added a bunch more uh, swears to the movie because they were like oh it's not a TV movie now so we can put a bunch of swears in Anyway, yeah, I'm getting into maybe some trivia that's not, like, crazy interesting now. Um, So, yeah, I'm just going to uh, wrap this up, say that I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I really liked this movie. It was surprisingly great. And I would actually recommend seeking it out if you're able to. It's just a really great example of just maintaining a really strong tension while also keeping you invested in, like, the main character. So yeah, anyway, um, check the description for this episode. You'll find a link to the Discord server for this podcast. That's where I post new polls anytime I'm trying to get people to vote on what movie I should watch next. So if you get in there, you'll be able to see those polls and vote on the next one. Uh, you'll also find links to my other podcasts, Untwisted Around the Twist podcast and Consumer Reports, a Marvel podcast. Uh, check those out if you'd like. And yeah, thanks a lot for listening. Have a good one.